0: All right, George, so where on earth have we been? It's been, I don't even know how long.
1: (laughs) Well, I know where I've been. don't know where you've (laughs) been. But it's easy for me to say because, I mean, you've been the busy one. And um, we obviously do it in the comfort of my workshop. So it's easy for me to be present, but it's hard, obviously, for you to find the time. So, but you're here.
0: Yeah, yeah. I've been all over. Yeah. What have I been up to? Where have
1: you been, actually? Tell us. I went up to the Grudge Kings. How was that?
0: That was a good event. They had, you know, some events. Just you got to be done lucky with oil downs and accidents. Yeah, 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 yep yeah. But it was a good event. And then I've been up to the Sport Compact Jamboree, Brisbane Jamboree.
1: How was that? That, was, that would have been cool. That was
0: good, except the second day rained out. The rained out, unfortunately. Yeah, that's right. True. But I haven't been. I've been to Willowbank, but I haven't been to the Jamboree at Willowbank since 2012.
1: Which is probably one of the last times. Well, I think I've been a little bit. Yeah. I think
0: 13 to 14, yeah. Before that, I went to like nine in a row. So yeah, been a while. And then, yeah, from there, I went to Fiji. It took a couple of weeks off. Oh, yeah,
1: nice. That was nice? Be relaxing?
0: Yeah, yeah, 30 degrees (laughs) every day. And I went to the drags over there. Oh, did you? In Fiji, right? You never told me that. I was flicking through the paper and they said, oh, there's drags on. I was flying out on the Monday. It was on the Sunday, the day before I flew out. And my father was there he was showing me actually, he said the drags are on, mm-hmm. and it was at a place called Pacific Harbour, and I said, where's that? And he said, oh, it's three hours' drive. But three hours' drive in Fiji, like, it's only 130 kilometres. And it oh, took wow. three hours, three hours, 15 minutes to get there. Oh, wow. Because the roads are windy and maximum speed on Fiji is 80, Yeah. but you'll just, you think Australia's bad. Oh, my God. You're just driving along. People are just doing 45 oh, in an 80 zone. Jeez. And you can't get around them because the roads are windy. Yeah. And then you come around the corner and it's like basic instincts. like <laughs> People are just on the wrong side of the road. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of cowboys there. Really? But anyway, we get to this place and there's an aer- aerodrome. Yeah. And there is no one there. I'm like, what's going on here? So we went into town. Of course, you ask any local about the drag race and they're just looking at you. What's that? That's <laughs> <laughs> <drag racing. laughs> So then we drive back to it and my father's like, oh, it must be another aerodrome. I'm like, how many aerodromes do you think are in yeah. this place? Yeah, yeah. So we drive back and there's a bloke there picking potatoes or something. And we said to him, hey, are we in the right spot? And he goes, oh, yeah, yeah, it got cancelled.
1: Oh, no, no like,
0: Why? And he goes, oh, the, the weather's bad. Mind you, it hasn't rained in three months, right? <laughs> Not one drop of rain in three months. No way. And instead of 30 degrees, it was like 26 degrees that day, no and there was way. like one cloud, and we we're like, are you serious? Wow. Yeah. But, um... So what, you didn't end up getting to see anything? And it just got some lunch and turned around and drove home. Wow. Yeah. But I saw some photos in the paper of the previous one. Yeah? Yeah, and there was a guy at the last one with an FG XR6 Turbo.
1: No way. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. Bar of the world, virtually. Yeah,
0: literally. instead of, uh street radials on and everything really yeah i believe i could be wrong but i think the track record there's a ten six. cool but this is like it's like a no prep
1: yeah it'd be nothing there there's right
0: nothing there loose stones wow but um, that was a shame that would
1: have been cool it yeah. would have been nice to say something mostly from
0: i mean i think most cars just have stickers and spoilers but yeah, yeah. probably lots of yeah. a lot of toyotas there yeah heaps of toyotas yeah
1: are Asuza's big there as well? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, a lot of d Maxes. Yeah, yeah. of dual cabs there now, just yeah, yeah, yeah. fans.
1: Cool. So you didn't say anything? That's No. Insane. But you enjoyed Nothing. yourself, though? Relaxed? Yeah, yeah. Out. I come back and, and... Now we're here.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been up to? I noticed the uh, the old XU6 hasn't yeah. got much in it at the moment out the nah, front. Nah,
1: looking worse for wear, mate. Um, time poor at the moment with that thing. Put, put it on... Not on hold, but I think I've got to prioritise customers' cars yeah. and other yeah. stuff first um, before we get stuck into it but I'm I'm gathering bits yeah gathering bits yeah. and getting ready I'll do the chop up soon and yeah yeah we'll start tubbing it and caging it and I just I, I hit a I hit a dead end with it you know just I'm at a point where I've got to start yeah and if I start I want to keep going yeah, but there's priorities obviously with running a shop first so yeah. I'll I've do that first I've
0: got a few uh, projects like that big projects like I've, I've filmed the whole thing Mm. and it's just sitting there. Oh, really? And then the longer you don't do something like that.
1: Harder it is to get back to it. Harder
0: it is to get back to it. You kind of forget, it's not in your head. Yeah. And then trying to just make a start is hard. Once you've got, uh, once you start something. Yeah, yeah, I
1: know, and I find that too sometimes with some big projects that I have in the shop, you know. You you sort of tuck them aside like, I'll get onto that, I'll get onto that. I'll just do this quick job first, I'll do this Mm. little one first. And you just keep putting them behind. But then once you actually get started, it flows real well, and that's the problem. That's what I'm worried about with the, with the, with the XG6. If I get started, I'm worried. Um, I'm worried I'll, I'll commit too much time to that. And at the moment, with, with the, the workload in the shop, I, I, don't, I don't have that time to, to throw around. So until until we clear up some big projects in the shop, which we're getting on the arse end of, which is good, um, once they're out of the way, then we'll um, we'll get stuck into the VT. But I have been thinking about, and it's the problem when you don't have a car that you're working on, your <laughs> mind wanders, you know what I mean? Um, but I have been thinking maybe doing another... new
0: project. No,
1: nah, just a streetcar, just yeah. something to tie in some time between... Because the, the, the XG6 is going to be a pretty big build. Yeah. And it's not something that's going to happen overnight. Um, I want to get serious with it. I'm going to do things that... I mean, I've already taken the block off. I've sent the block off to go get... Um, Actually, I have been doing stuff on it, but um, I sent the block off to go get. I had a dummy block, like a dead block lying around. So I've sent that off to go get cut up um, so we can see how much area we've got for sleeves, because I'm going to sleeve the block. Um, and then once we figure that out, we can um, obviously order the sleeves. So I've sort of, I sort of want to, because my time is more based on the vehicle itself. Doing the engine is easy because I can offload the work to the guys that help me out yeah, with that yeah, stuff, yeah. so I can get something happening. Do you know what I mean? So yes, yeah, so I've sent the block off um, or, or dummy block anyway. That's that's getting chopped up and machined out, so we can see how big the big of a sleeve we can put in it and how big of a bore we can go. Once I get that done, I'll order the sleeves. We'll fit the sleeves, then I can order the rotating assembly, rods, pistons, and, and stuff like that. So, is there like,
0: much on the market for that engine?
1: Yes and no. Um, rods and pistons are available which is really all you need if you're building something you know pretty cruisy there's they got you know, a decent crank in those haven't they yeah they got a decent crank but i'm actually looking at possibly chasing up a crank from the turbo the twin turbo cadillac version of the engine yeah. in the states because they run a slightly slightly better engine slightly yeah. built better i think it's the lr4 i think is the, is the engine code um, but they they have a slightly better forged Crankshaft, available. So might hit up a couple of the mates in, in the States, see if they can find me one. If, if one comes available, I'll probably grab that um, and then prep that up. And I'll probably go an alloy rod in this one as well. Yeah. Even as a streetcar, I'll probably do an alloy. I know people cringe at the thought. There's a lot of guys using alloy yeah, rods in nah, cars now. A lot of the 2J guys in the States. Mm. They they're using alloy stuff, man, no problem, you know. And they pound on those things. Yeah. They pound on them. So, uh, you know, I don't know how big of a bore I can go. That's what I'm waiting on. Um, Darden got back to me on a set of sleeves, but just oh, too expensive. They're, they're just too dear. But that would have bumped up the engine all the way up to a three point nine liter. I could yeah. I could I could take the, the sleeve out too. Um, so three point six to three point nine. So I'm not two phased on on the leaderidge or the cubes. As long as I've got a good thick sleeve that's going to cop some pounding, that's my main concern. Mm. And, and an alloy rod and a decent crank and that's it. I mean, studs are available for them. Head studs, valve springs, cams, the usual crap. I'll port the heads. So it'd be a basic engine. When I say basic, yeah, all right, we're sleeving it and doing all that sort of stuff. But there's nothing fancy about it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, and that's it, yeah. So I'll, I'll chip away at the engine. I'll chip away at the engine. been speaking to my turbo supplier and i figured out, which path I'm going to take turbo-wise, um, and how we're going to travel that way, and then yeah, just I've got I've got the the game plan. It's done. You know, I know I know which way I'm going to go with it. Now it just comes down to time and money. So yeah. you know, that's that's pretty much it. Like everything. Like everything. Absolutely. Speaking of more time and money, you,
0: you got another idea for a streetcar.
1: Yeah. Oh, look, I'm not going to. I won't look. It's just a, it's just an idea at the moment. Yeah. But um, yeah, I want to do something that's just going to. Keep us in the media a little bit, you know, something that we can promote. Um, just something basic, just a little street car, standard engine, turbo thing, something. We'll see. Yeah. We'll talk more about it in, in future episodes. But for the moment, it's a it's a it's an idea. The car's there. I've yeah. got I've got the car as a daily. So the idea is there. We'll see. We'll, we'll like I said, we'll talk more in in the future about it. It all depends if it comes good and yeah. But it won't, it's, it, it's a budget thing, you know, just a little budget, budget race. So we could probably even do it as a project car. Yeah. Full boost project car if you I want. I
0: think we will if you decide to go ahead with that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll do some, um, we'll do some videos on it and we'll
0: but Speaking po- of engine
1: conversions. Yeah. So you uh, wanted to touch on Yeah. a few others in yeah, this well, episode. Yeah, well, look, I think it's, it's, it's the popular phrase of choice, I'd say, with um with hot rodders these days yeah yeah engine conversions engine conversions what engine you're putting in it you know nothing unless you're buying a new car or you know commodore with an ls in it or a ford with a barrel in it you know if you're buying anything else you want to you want to do an engine conversion do you know what i mean so i just thought i look back at what engine conversions were and what they are today yeah and it's it's chalk and cheese yeah, but there's they're chalk and cheese in in many aspects, right? There's pros and cons in in both. I thought, you know what? We'll touch on it and see if it um if it sparks a bit of an interest with the listeners and if they're um if I'm on the right path with what I'm saying and, and yeah, I think it'd be an interesting topic, um because I mean, every, everyone's doing it like sex in the eighties, yeah, like everyone's yeah. doing it. So it's um it's something that I think we should touch on and um. When I first
0: sort of got into turbo engines, I preferred, I did prefer four cylinders
1: yeah. at that stage.
0: And the number one engine conversion to have was an FJ20. Yeah, oh, dude, they're unreal. They, they, were, were, the they best. were really strong.
1: Yeah, they were unreal. Yeah. They're a great, they still are and a great sound, engine. They sound like unreal. unreal. Yeah, unreal. But I mean, what, did George Fury have one in his Bluebird? I think, the, was that Bluebird, was it Z18 or was it an FJ? Yeah, it might have been an FJ. I can't actually remember. Yeah, one or the other it was either a Z18 or a twenty. But uh, that car—I should know that. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but that car is just synonymous with. That ran the two
0: two fourteen. Was it two fourteen? It ran Bathurst. And the it, it won a Bathurst, didn't it? No. 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 Okay. No, it it did. Um, it set the qualifying record. Okay. They cranked it up and.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. They used to run um I remember in the it was the formula one cars when they were turboed I remember reading in an old might have been the maximum boost Do you remember the book maximum yeah, boost yeah. the turbo Bible yeah that Pretty was sure. really good though that was unreal oh I I think I read that about 10 times cover to cover yeah, yeah if um, people haven't seen it it's not a it's not a magazine no it's a it's, it's an, an actual, actual book. it's an actual publication yeah. yeah but they used to run fuel injectors um as boost solenoids yeah as a like as a, as a um as a overpass, uh, overtaking yeah, button. Yeah, they'd use them on the straights and stuff. Yeah, yeah. so an overtake button, they'd, they'd bang on the on the, on the the button and it would open up the injector and the injector would just bleed off more <laughs> air, And this thing would probably dial in another 10, 15 pounds yeah. and just fly past. Yeah. But that's how simple and
0: coarse they were, I guess, yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's kind of amazing they got, well, I know they used to have engine problems, but th- they'd actually be able to do it in endurance races. Mm. With, with Back for, then, yeah, too. It was like a hand grenade.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Back then as well, but um, it was a good era. Yeah, the Z18 was a cool engine. It was twin spark. Yep, yep. It was popular, and it was popular with the smaller. I mean, obviously, it's a small four cylinder, so you're gonna you're gonna be putting it in a smaller car like your Datsuns and uh, Geminis and stuff like that. But even the Geminis, you know, the Isuzu engine, they're still going strong. They're still
0: strong. going, and they seem to be bulletproof.
1: Yeah, like if they're they're making more like power, a lot of power. Yeah, yeah, they're making unreal power nowadays. But um. I mean, you don't see anyone pulling a 1.8 or 2 litre Isuzu engine out of a Gemini and putting it in anything else. No, no. But, you know, it's still it's still an engine of choice for certain guys to play with. I mean, Z18 was a cool engine. Yeah, Twin Spark. What else? There was a few. I the mean, the C-A- FJ... The
0: CA18. 18. CA18
1: 18 was, I reckon, still to this day, a cracker little engine. Yeah, yeah.
0: Bulletproof as well. Most engine builders will... Tell you, there's such a better engine than, say, an senior SR,
1: correct, yeah. Or yeah. well, being a cast-iron block yeah. as well, alloy-headed, yep. they, they were a pretty cool engine. Nissan had a couple of good other engines as well. You know, like VG30s are not bad engine. Mm. You know, when they... I mean, the, the earlier ones, which were single-cam, they were
0: okay. Was it true the American ones had forged pistons? Is that No really?
1: idea. I wouldn't know. I didn't delve that deep into them. But so then when they moved single to Single and twin-turbo. Okay, yeah. But then when they moved up to twin-cam as well... You know, in the three hundred yeah, ZX's, they yeah. they were a nice engine, but quite big. Yeah, they are. They're a big they engine. I mean, if you've ever worked on a three hundred ZX, well, I've opened the bonnet. Well, mate, I've it. had to change. I've, I've had to change the turbos on a set. Man, I pulled the motor out. It was easier. Yeah. It was just easier to pull the engine out and yeah. change them. You can't do it. It's impossible. They're huge. They're they're so full those engines. But this was the this was the the reason for for the discussion was back then you know growing up through that era we had a variety a far greater variety of engines to choose from yeah so you could open up a zoom magazine or any mm. jap sort of importer magazine or find the jap importer and the the amount of engines that they had available for the picking yeah was was immense right now you've got
0: you might have there might be a manufacturer say it's volkswagen they might sell two different four cylinders but in terms of performance they've only really got one engine yeah exactly and they just tune it up or down yeah yeah effectively for a different model yeah but back then you'd have four or five yeah absolutely different
1: performance engines well look at the rbs yeah look at the rbs i mean fair enough rb20 was um was an earlier variant right but then you got your 25 and your 26. your 25 served X market and then your 26 was for your GDRs and so forth. So that was obviously the flagship, but the 25 wasn't far off. And then you obviously we had the 30s and so forth. But four-cylinder stuff was was flat out. You know, Toyota, how many four-cylinders does Toyota have? Yep. 4A four GZEs, 4A four GEs, you know, the 20-valve heads. 20-valve. The and then you had your 3T GTEs. You had your 18Rs. You had your... That 20-valve was a really nice-looking engine. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Clean, Yeah. Um, quad throttles on yeah. it. That was a nice little engine. And they, and they do some good conversions with... like want to say conversions. They put them into the um, like your earlier Model S, like front-wheel mm. drives and even some of the um, rear-wheel drive stuff. And that, they are a neat, compact yeah. little engine, you know? But yeah. this was... This is a, coming from someone who owns
0: a Subaru, which is <laughs> arguably the ugliest looking engine.
1: <laughs> just spread out as big oh. as possible. Because <laughs>
0: mine's got a front mount, so then it just makes it and even just, worse. Yeah, it just, just shows all the... And yeah. roses. As my brother says, they're they're basically inside out. That's what they look like, don't they? They do. Oh, they just yeah. god awful.
1: They sound nice though. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but look, at the end of the day, I was, you know, I thought I was thinking back then. You know, like you could put anything you wanted into anything. And I remember probably one of the coolest cars I reckon that that sort of I don't know made me appreciate engine conversions and, and the engineering that goes behind it i don't know if you remember there was a um it was a vl calais it was in a street commodores magazine or commodore crazy back then whatever it was one of those one of those commodore mags back then and it was a vr Cal- uh, sorry it was a vl calais it was like a burgundy over silver it had vr gds wheels on it and it pretty much had engine and driveline out of an r32 yeah. Or thirty three yeah. might have been. But yeah, it had a it had it had GDR driver. So it was four wheel drive, right? It was a four wheel drive car. The the engineering on it was unbelievable. And I remember the photos of it up on the hoist and looking underneath and Yeah, that was a you know, that's that's pretty intense. Is but Is
0: that the one I think I don't know if it was that one or another one, but they'd even put the four wheel steering in? Possibly. There was a couple. Yeah, there was one possibly. that was done into like an L E director or whatever you call it. Like yes, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. And a- yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that one. It might have been a light blue colour.
1: And it had the Re steering and everything. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I think they just use the floor pan. I think they yeah. cut out the floor pan and they just weld them up. But that, that's massive. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like in terms of conversions, that's huge. Um, mostly back then, when you know, I think Nespresso might have had something to do with one of those right. cars. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, that's. But that was a thing back then. You had a variety of engines, and you know, we can talk all day about the engines that were available back then. And I mean, for the V eight guys, you yeah, either had a Holden. Five litre, or you had a, a small block chef. There wasn't a lot to pick in the in the VA, and the Ford guys have always had the same stuff. Yeah. Windsor's, Clevo's, the usual crap. Um, and you know, people were shoehorning those things into smaller cars as well. Another favourite conversion I used to love seeing, not much of a conversion, but you know, in regards to part avail parts availability and stuff like that, was like an RS Escort RS 2000 yeah. with a Cosworth head on yeah. it turbo, those sort of things. Yeah, that's nice. That's, you know, that's keeping it in the family, but... They were a bit pricey, I think. The price yeah, well, the, the, thing, the parts were hard to get because yeah. you're getting them from Britain, you know. It was it was all Euro stuff. So although they had a variety of engines... But back then,
0: Japanese engines weren't that expensive.
1: No, they weren't. No, no, that's the thing. That's what yeah. I'm saying. You had the ability to buy, yeah. buy half-cut even, yeah. you know what I mean? So you could get the half-cut. So you've got engine mounts, you've got wiring looms. you've got computers you've got dashes mm. and a lot of guys were just throwing a lot of the half-cut oh, yeah. stuff into their cars and making it all work but that's the thing you didn't have the information you didn't have stuff that was available for that specific car as we do today so, so you had a variety of engines you had a wider choice to pick from but you had to make everything yourself and not just that Good luck trying to find a wiring diagram for yeah, I know. a 300ZX because you want to use yeah. the factory computer and loom out of the out of the 300ZX for a VG30 yeah. or something. You know what I mean? Like, good luck. I remember a mate of mine put a 1UZ, a 1UZ in his Crescita and he wanted to just use a standard computer and loom. That was a nightmare. That wasn't that long ago. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that was probably eight years ago now, but still, it wasn't that long ago, but good luck. You yeah, try know. finding a wiring diagram for yeah. a Japanese car. You get it. You gotta you gotta know how to read Japanese too though, yeah? A lot of the times back
0: then on people would just put the engine in and use the factory ignition and kinda of just lock it up mm.
1: and just run like a fuel only computer. Yeah. Well that's why those fuel only computers were popular back yeah. then. I mean you don't have that stuff now because I mean technology has advanced far greater than that, but that was the difference, you know, like and as That's <sighs> where we got stuck. The first engine
0: conversion we did was a like a 76, 75, 76 Galant mm-hmm. with a Mitsubishi Starion engine, a two-liter 4G63.
1: 4G63. That first, first series.
0: engine, yeah. And that was all factory, factory turbo, the rest of it. But we put an early Microtech on it and even to this day, I'm just useless with <laughs> electronics <laughs> Yeah, in terms of wiring things. And yeah. We never got the car finished.
1: There you go. Yeah.
0: You still got it? No.
1: No. No. It'd be a cool car nowadays. Uh.
0: You know what happened? Um, (laughs) The car ended up, the whole car, get this for a bargain, ended up getting traded for a GM um, M21 manual gearbox. (laughs) 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 Because my mate broke his gearbox in the Commodore and the car was traded and, yeah, for a gearbox.
1: Wow. It's funny now because I don't know which one's worth more. (laughs) because <laughs> they both have value <laughs> if you look at it in today's standards they both have value but which ones were more um,
0: But well, back the then the guy the guy giving us the gearbox he, he got the good I think so yeah. back then
1: yeah my M21 back but then you know
0: what how you make things work now in the gearbox side of it we just used the Galant cross member yeah one, reversed it 180 mm. and a Scorpion gearbox bolted straight in up to that engine oh wow no modifications.
1: Yeah. Well, so that's that's the beauty of the interchangeable. And we found this information in a magazine of all things. There you go. No, <laughs> There's no internet. Yeah. There you go. So yeah, look, we had we had options back then, but you just had to have the balls or the ability to piss fart around with things and make it work. Do you know what I mean? So hot rodding, in a sense, back then was a bit, you know, it was a bit more of a talented form (laughs) do you know what I mean you needed to be a bit more talented and I mean that's where we sort of started anyway you know like I was building stuff in the garage and giving it a crack really but you know you fast forward to today and you're like oh you know there's no engines around it's boring it's either LS this or Barra this or Bang and RB in this or a 2J in that It's, it's the same old crap but you know what it is but everyone's doing it do you know what I mean everyone's grabbing a car in their garage and hot-rodding, you know? Yeah. Whether they're, you know, on their phones or on, on the computer and, and buying parts online and the stuff's getting delivered and at night they go and they tinker and they play. Good on them. Because, I mean, that's that's what drives our industry. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, they, they can put the stuff together, but then, you know, they got to come to a shop like mine or something mm. and, and and then we're going to tune it and stuff like that or help them along the way with other fabrication parts things
0: are more expensive because your donor car is more expensive if you're buying an older engine older yeah that's that's it's more expensive that's but it's easier to do it yeah like how how much easier is it now to get an aftermarket computer and make it work not harder for whatever what you do compared to what we used to have to do yeah that, part, that side of it's a lot easier. Well,
1: EFI, EFI in general is a lot more flexible too. Yeah. The way, that, the way they've made it, you know.
0: But I see a lot of people, some guy, let's say he's got a BMW and he's put an LS in it and everyone's bagging him online. And I think, well, you know, don't you think cost? <laughs> yeah. That's the number one factor when building a car Absolutely is money. Absolutely
1: it is. We're not all made of money. No. And If we and were, we wouldn't be putting an LS in a <laughs> <of> paper. <people. laughs>
0: <laughs> but if he can buy in a conversion kit and yeah. it's easy, easily done, and like to go and buy some old exotic BMW engine might cost a
1: fortune. Absolutely, it's it's cheaper sometimes to to, to do a conversion. And you know what result you're going to get? Absolutely. Well, that's the thing. It's a, it, it's a far better engine. Like I see guys, I see guys that are playing with a. Uh, I might, I might, you know, s- spark a bit of. Angry with this, but I still see guys playing with the, the five liters, the Holden five liters, and yeah. it's just like I had to. I've actually had a car come in for a, for an LS conversion, and I had to pull the engine out. It just, it, I just, oh, it boggled my mind how we used to work on these things. You know, like these things were popular. Like they're just boat anchors. They're so big, and they're so. You look at an LS, and it's compact, and it's alloy, yeah. and it's light and it's functional, and you know, most of the most of the bolts are metric. You know, like. Not chasing your tail. and
0: But now a lot of people are wanting to retain the yeah. standard engine because it's it almost seems unique. To yeah, absolutely. Keep that's the, the thing. factory engine in there. Well,
1: you know, there's probably more Commodores running around with LS's than there is 5 litres nowadays. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that's the thing, you know, it's there is. People, the majority of the guys that, that I deal with that are still playing with the 5 litre stuff, they, they say it to me all the time. Like, ah, stuff that less crap, like, you know, old school or whatever, mm. you know. I don't want to be like everyone else, you know. Yeah. They do sound better. They do. They when are a far standards. greater sounding engine than, a, than an LS will ever be. You know, if you look at, if you buy yourself, whatever, let's just say you get you get given a car or you want to yeah. buy it, you want a little project, you want a project that you want to do for yourself, with your mates, with your kids, whatever, right? And you go and you find yourself a Commodore. doesn't matter what it is, right? VN, VR, VS, VK, you got some money, you find a nice clean car, right? You put it in the garage, you pull the motor out, you jump online, you buy a conversion kit. Yeah, conversion kit like that wasn't a word you could use pre LS days. Do you know what I mean? Conversion kit like you know. So you've got engine mounts, you've got starter relocation, you've got trans mounts, you've got extractors, you've got wiring looms, you the whole kit caboodle Yeah. To get this thing in and basically running, it, it's it takes it takes the you know the work out of it. No, it, does. it and, does, and it makes conversions so much easier. That's where we're at today. You know, everyone's like, "Oh, you know, another LS conversion or another Barra conversion." But I mean, unless you're
0: prepared to... in Australia, though, like in their defence, an LS and a Barra are so cheap. They are cheap, and that's the thing compared to everything else. Absolutely,
1: out there. absolutely, and and you know, everything's available. Like
0: for I them. see a lot of people comparing two JZs. Like, what's a, realistically what are you paying for a good two JZ now? Oh, be in in Australia, in Australia, a complete engine, yeah. turbo engine,
1: yep. oh, it'd be north of twenty five, three grand.
0: Oh, I think you'd be struggling to get one for that, wouldn't you?
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it'd be north of that. Yeah, yeah. a lot of money. Yeah, um, but yeah, you probably wouldn't find anything that cheap. No, you can't compare a two J to a Barra, even even if you want to go to to an FG F six Barra engine, which Make yeah. make good power. They yeah. they hold. They're, they're a great engine. Great right? engine. Um, even you know you're going to pay a couple of grand for that.
0: Yeah,
1: I saw one. I saw one online. I was just. just but it's know. not
0: much money. No, but no I saw
1: a, I saw a brand new one. Yeah. <laughs> like Two and a half grand. Brand yeah. new engine. It's just brand like new. Brand new. Just long engine. Yeah. Brand new. I think it was he bought it. New old stock sort. New think. old stock sort of yeah. thing, and he bought it for something. And he goes, I'm not using it anymore. Two and a half grand. Yeah. Like, actually, Compared to
0: what you spend on your, your whole build of a car, where two and a half grand goes nowhere. Nothing,
1: yeah, nowhere, no. Nah. But then you know, you, you wanna, if you want to, if you want to buy a good LS, like a lot of guys want to, you know, the 5.7s are a bit haggard now. You pick up a 5.7 liter for under a thousand bucks. But then the guys that want to buy six liters, you're spending two, three, four grand. They're still fetching good yeah. money. The six liters, you know what I mean. So, are they cheap? Still, two, three grand in the or three, four grand in the scheme of things for a, for a six-litre, that's going to hold its value anyway. The engine holds its value regardless. The rest of the kit doesn't cost much. You know, for 15 grand, you got you got yourself a, a nice, clean, yeah.
0: yeah old car with a new engine. What's one engine you'd like to use? That you haven't used, I should say. That I
1: haven't used? Yeah. Um, you know what? There's probably a heap yeah. that I would love to play with, but same thing, it's just money. And y- you'd like you'd like to see more of a market support for that sort of stuff, but it's it's, it's the popularity thing too. Yeah. It's not the chicken or the egg. What you mentioned
0: before, that one FZ engine, mm. unless people start using it, there's not gonna be a... Well, we're seeing a lot of the pro car guys yeah. using it and going fast with it. Going fast with that, that usually leads to people thinking, hey, I might put one of them on my street car. But it
1: all, yeah, correct, but it also leads to development of parts, yeah, which then become available. I've always liked and and they they are a good little engine the vr6 engines out of the vws yeah, yeah. they're a strange engine. they sound cool they really sound cool. cool they're a strange engine but they're pretty cool yeah. they work really really well they're a v6 with they're a straight six <laughs> <laughs> they're a 10 degree v6 with one cylinder one, head. Cylinder, head. one cylinder that's head. not a v6 10 or 15 degrees, somewhere there. Yeah. They're pretty cool though. Yeah. You know, but I mean, if you could shoehorn something like that, yeah, they're in a, smaller a big car, engine too, aren't they? Like a 3.2. 3. 3. I think they are, yeah. yeah. It, that's cool, man. Yeah. I think they came in 2.8 and 3.2. Yeah. I think 2.8 was the early single valve, yep. and the 3.2 was a multi valve.
0: You see them used so, a lot in energy conversions in Europe, don't you?
1: Yes, correct. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because they're a cool engine.
0: They're a cool engine. Like in a rear-wheel drive and front-wheel drive application. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: But that's it. That'd be cool, yeah. Um, VR6s are cool. One engine that keeps winning engine of the year is BMW inline six that powers the, the 330 series. Do you know what I mean? N50 the N54 and N55. So
0: the 55's got the newer injection.
1: Yeah, the, I think the 55's DI. Yeah. I think I don't know if they're both DI, but yeah, um, I know the 55's sure DI, and that's the hard part because you know you have to try find a. There's not many ECUs that are going to be able to control yeah. the DI side of it. If you convert it to non-DI, different story.
0: But that's a cool engine. So that that engine is effectively, as far as I know, is in the new Supra.
1: Yeah, you mentioned that. I know I, I haven't litre. seen the details of the new Supra, but possibly, yeah, absolutely. It's come
0: out. I mean, I know Japanese always underplay yeah. power figures, but I think it was only rated at something like three hundred and fifteen odd horsepower. Yeah,
1: So they've got like their that. limitations too, don't they? Back in the day, well, nothing would not have now, been over what two
0: hundred six kilowatts or something on it. I don't think they still. I don't think they have that anymore. But even now, they seem to. A lot of engines seem to be under
1: underrated. Underrated. Yeah. yeah.
0: But, but everyone's expecting this, not uh, to be like, oh, the Supra made two hundred you know, let's say 206 kilowatts back then. But you're like, a lot of things have changed. Like emissions Mm -hmm. is massive. Yeah, absolutely. And go and compare, say, an engine making 200 kilowatts 20 years ago. The engine now will make maximum torque 2000 RPM earlier. Yeah. Because you were saying, like, direct injection and the rest of it. And they're completely different to drive. Absolutely. You can't just look at peak power.
1: No. What else is there? Any other engines you can think of that you'd like to see a bit of a play with or...
0: I saw a video the other day of... Now, my brother's actually got this engine. One of his cars has it. The um, the Volvo five-cylinder, the XR5. Yeah, they're a cool little the, the yeah. Turbo engine. They, they, his car's standard, but I know with an exhaust and everything on it, they can sound pretty damn good. I saw a video of one making 900 horsepower at the I wheels. I saw that one. Front, Silver, at, Silver XR5 or something I recently. it was dark blue. Oh. But my first thought was... Why, what are you, how are you going to use 900 wheel horsepower in a front-wheel drive? Yeah, I know. Because <laughs> they make a fair bit of torque yeah. those engines. Yeah, <laughs>
1: What's the point? But that goes to show their potential at the end. Oh, that's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. That'd yeah. be cool. You know, shoehorn something like that in a Datsun or a Corolla or something, rear-wheel
0: drive. Nispro nice had a fast XR5 Focus. It ran, jeez, I could be wrong here. I think it ran a flat 12, but like 125. Mm. Like It was making a bit of steam. Yeah, that's cool.
1: Not a, Not a popular engine in Australia. Yeah, no. Not at all. You know what's a you know what's a good engine? We don't we don't have him here. We can get them imported, but they I think they've been trumped by the LS over in the states as well. Um, but GM do a, a Vortec four point two liter inline six. I think they, yeah. they call it the Atlas Atlas um, Atlas four point two. I think it's the the engine code's an LL eight, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, That's a V six. No, no inline six. Oh, inline six. Inline sorry. six. Yeah. So inline six, four point two liter, um, twin cam, Vortec, Unreal engine. I think even standard they hold some some power. You know, so you can you can bang a turbo on them and, and force some boost into them, and they make some serious talk. Um, and they're an alloy engine too. So are they a rear wheel drive engine? Yeah, they're in the trucks. In yeah, the truck, they're in, the, in the, trucks. the trucks. Yeah. So um, that'd be a cool engine. I've I've thought about one of those too. You know, just import one in and have a bit of a play, but. Again, you know, it's where where I stand when it comes to to playing with cars. It's you know you wanna you wanna you wanna play with a market that's gonna bring you some business. Oh yeah, for for for, for, for my you, sake, for, for my sake, sake yeah. yeah. But if there's listeners out there that want to try something different, then all honesty, man, have a look at these engines because they are they are unreal, and they've got some like they've got that like little cult following in the states, you know, because again, not not everyone wants to run an LS over there. Um, but, yeah, they're, they're pretty cool. I wouldn't mind playing with one of those. And one of the Jamborees we went to, probably one of the best Jamborees we've ever been to, but we had a high car. We hired a car, obviously, when we got off the plane. It was an Orion, Toyota Orion. Those V6s that are in those things, I think they're the 2GRs.
0: That's right. Yeah. yeah,
1: they are unreal. They mm. are such a nice engine, V6, and they're cheap. yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it's a Toyota engine. You know you're buying a yeah. good engine.
0: Well, they're in a uh, Lotus. Yes. They're in a Lotus run. Didn't run. you say there was a... It's effectively a Camry engine. Yeah, I've had a bit of experience with them. Yeah? Uh, Harrop have... One of their customers has one. Oh, yeah. With their supercharger kit on it. And it makes nearly 400 real kilowatts. Really? But it makes about 340 from memory on... On pump. On pump. Puts out good power. And that, that car's an absolute rocket. Is that a built engine? It's got rods and pistons, that's about it. That's about it. But that's cool. From memory, I could be wrong. I think they're an open deck oh, are they? style block. From memory, I could have that wrong. could be mixing up my engines. But yeah. I mean, even the owner said, you know, if, if he happened to bang an engine, it's effectively a Toyota engine. It's not, you know, looking overseas, trying to find some AMG, expensive engine. They're underrated. Yeah. And for a V6, that, that car sounds quite good. Yeah, it's V6.
1: That's a problem with the yeah. 6 like shit. I don't know about all about that. <laughs> <laughs> I know all about that. I don't know about that. Yeah. So look, I mean, we've got options, but that's the thing. You're sort of putting yourself, you know, uh, it's a better version of the past. Yeah. If you're playing with, if you want to play with something of that nature. Well, something like I would, I thought about doing
0: would be cool. Like I touched on that five-cylinder. What's it? It's a Volvo engine. The yeah, a five engine. Yeah, yeah. Putting something like that into a Mark One Escort, hey,
1: but Mark One Escorts are worth bloody twenty grand. Now, but this though. is the problem now. Yeah, you can't Any, buy those any
0: idea you have? You think I'm out fifty grand? I haven't done anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the problem. That's the
1: problem with the with so the you, cars.
0: Because the cars are so expensive, yeah. right? You're better off. Like I like FJ um, Datsuns and stuff. Mm. I, I know I'm better off just buying someone else's finished car. Yeah unfortunately you just pay the money and yeah. find a good one but you know you're getting to, to do it yourself would cost a fortune
1: so then that raises the question has the pricing of cars killed hot rodding? like for someone
0: like me i'm not someone who can just go and build a car so like i've got to get help so if, if you could do it yourself yes well, you could have a go at it but yeah you know i'm not in that position i never will be yeah.
1: that's fair enough and, they, um, and, and for myself, like, don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm happy to play with it. Oh, you can
0: do things on a budget. Like you were saying, you could get a, um, you know, you could buy an old EA Falcon and put a Barry in it mm. and realistically build a nine-second car mm.
1: for, you know, not a huge outlay. Not a huge outlay. But then, you know, how many people can it's look at a, an EA Falcon and yeah, consider the pretty? Not a, it's <laughs> not a classic car. It's not a classic car, no. But to do it to something earlier, yeah, like your XDs, XEs, that's clean. Yeah. Or a Fairmont, or a Gear, or something I'm like that. I see a few Barratts in Cortinas now. Yeah, Cortinas, yeah. but they're not cheap either. No, you mm, know, not at all. Not at all. You know, so that, that's the problem. You know, the the cars are now out out trumping the out the the cost of the conversions yeah. or you know the engine side of things. When you speak to a lot of people with a lot of these cars, they'll say, "Oh, I've had this car twenty years." Mm, correct. Yeah, yeah, and I've just changed the engine. Yeah, happy. yeah, pretty much. yeah, Because they get bored and they yeah. just, I oh, want to do something different, and they bang a different engine in it. Yeah, but see, that's the thing. You can't budget. A, a conversion or a project on an older car anymore no. because, they're, they're, you know, the canvas itself is costing too that. much
0: just to start the thing, Just you to know? get the car, assuming you, you buy something, it's probably going to need body work.
1: Yeah, well, that's the thing, and you know. That's expensive. En- exactly. Yeah. Engine work's easier to do than body work. Some guys are, are handy and, and can do that stuff themselves and, you know, they can find a, a clapped out, rusted out classic car and, you know, repair it and paint it themselves. But, you know, like for me... The thought of oh, I've got to paint my VT, yeah. and it's a it's a freaking VT Commodore, and you know just the thought and the the money involved to do that it just bothers me. You know, it's just like, oh bloody hell, I should have I should have felt something that's already painted. <laughs> do you know what I mean? But you um, just don't paint it. Oh, look. Yes and no. It needs work. It needs a bit of paint. It needs a lick, lick of love. Wrap it. Nah, don't say that. <laughs> no, nah, look. At the end of the day, it's you know, have we progressed <laughs> do you think we've hit peak yeah. conversion no <laughs>
0: well,
1: what else is there that's the thing what I think else there's is pl-
0: like you said there's plenty of conversions but the there's not so much uniqueness in it anymore no it's it's all a matter of
1: and it's just i think it's just come down to money yeah pretty much but it's it all comes down to what Support. are you putting an ls or a Barrer in yeah. that that's as that's as unique as I it's know. going nowadays we're starting to see barriers in skylines the, ba- the whole Barra, you know, Barra Barrage or of
0: barra the World thing, mm. it's only really, it's only really Ory can be the last 18 to 24 months. Yeah. Before, probably three years ago, you didn't see that many. No. And now it's just
1: exploded. Yeah. Because it's starting to make some serious power. Yeah. And I think a lot of guys are, are realizing, sort of like the LSs, you know, LSs weren't really, I mean, when they first got introduced, no one was doing conversions with them. Right, But then once people started turbocharging them and seeing what a standard engine can do, that's when you start seeing the conversions because yeah. people are like, oh, you know what? Instead of doing it in a 2,000 kilo car, I'll do it in a lighter car and standard engine this and standard engine that. And I think with the Barras, since you know people have realised what a standard engine, how yeah, much they, power it can handle. They work out what a set of head studs and it'll generally put up with X amount of power. Correct. So all of a sudden it's just like, oh, I should put that in my Cortina or something and, you know, just dial it up and see what it does or go grab a gas, gas engine, you know, and just do the same thing. It's a bit high comp, B85 it, dial it up, see what it does, you know. If you put it in something light and you run a nine, well, hey, you've got a nine-second car. It's nothing to sneeze at. But that's the thing. You can't do that with any other engine. Not really. Regardless of availability, the parts aren't there for it. But who's to say that, you know, a 2GR out of an Orion or a Camry, if you grab it, put it in a, in a car... And it up, like the 3RZs, the 3RZ, the four cylinder.
0: Yeah, the 3RZ, the 2.7 litre.
1: Mate, no one knew about those things. No. And they were
0: everywhere. You know what? I reckon, oh, maybe about six or seven years ago, I think someone in Queensland had one at a dyno day and it made made something ridiculous, like eight or 900 horsepower. Mm. And people were like, what the hell? Mm. And I swear that one car, all of a sudden, everyone started looking at these engines. Yeah.
1: Because well, uh, you got the cubes of a six-cylinder. Yeah, 2.7-litre, four-cylinder, twin... What were they? They were like a twin inlet Like, they had, like, twin port I inlet. I can't say I know, know much about them. Yeah, but they are unreal. Because yeah. I think when I started realising what they can do, I've done some research on them, and guys in the States, I don't know if it was the States or Brazil or South America, I think maybe even Puerto Rico, yeah. like, one of those South American countries, <laughs> they go going and grabbing them out of the wrecking yards. Yeah. Like, we're talking... Open engines that have had water in them and everything, like where the oil should be. And they were literally just banging them in little cars, you know, little Puerto Rican things, putting 30 pounds of boost in standard engines. They're not making like, you know, seven, 800 horsepower, no problem. Yeah. They're an unreal engine. And you know what? Yeah. How many Hiluxes are out there with them? They're not cheap, though. Yeah, You try to look for one, you can't find them that cheap. They're still a couple of grand because they're in a the Hilux, but they're a good little engine. Well, Chris Tate, he's
0: at the Jamboree, he's uh, S14. So he had. The white
1: one, or was white?
0: It was white. It was yeah. blue. Then it was white. So he that that's run sixes. Yeah, exactly. But, so he he had an N thirteen Pulsar front wheel drive. I can't remember how fast it was, but big slicks, fairly quick thing. He wanted to fit. He wanted to buy a. Do you remember those import Bluebirds? Mm-hmm. Speaking of oddball cars, U twelve. Yeah, that's yeah. it. So he wanted to put from memory. If he's listening, I could have this wrong. <laughs> he wanted to put a three R Z in that. Oh wow. And Paul Stanick from JPC had yeah. an S fourteen drag car with a three RZ in it. Okay, unfinished. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said he had some engines. I said, ring him up. I think he'll sell you the engines. So he went to see him, ended up buying the car.
1: Okay. So that's that's the car, the car he's got uh-huh.
0: now. Yeah. Cool. So and he needs his persistent persisted and kept going and that that's run quite a that's run a few six second passes.
1: Question actually. Talking about Stanic. He's popped up again recently at yeah. Is that thing still got a VG in it or not? Has no. it gone to an RB?
0: No, he ran. He ran um, an eight zero and about one hundred and seventy six from memory, and that was a D-stroked engine. D-stroked what RB? No, no VG. It was only a two point seven liter. Now I could be wrong again. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how you you kind of remember and half forget things at the same time. He, yeah, from memory, I think. They had a 2.7 litre crank for boat racing available okay that's why it was smaller capacity not to rev it harder okay to do with uh, motorsport so th- that engine ran 8.0 and then he actually fitted i went down there one day he had a barra sitting in it oh wow then he pulled it out and put an rb in it single cam yeah. i said why do you put the rb in it and he and he made a good point he goes look we've got already got a heap of parts developed for yeah. this engine fair enough uh, you know, let's do that. And he's had that out recently running, I think, 760s. Yeah,
1: because I was saying, I've seen it out when I was racing. But I they haven't, I've sort of had it on low boost. Okay. So, probably just needs there. to go to a... Because he's had that car for years.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a beautiful had... looking car. Yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah. It's one of the few cars, you know how that flip-flop paint, it hasn't dated on that car, it suits it. Yeah, the chameleon. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a beautiful looking car. That It's got that old school... Yeah. Well, I mean, it is an old school. It is old school car, yeah. Door slammer. But yeah. I just I like how it doesn't look slippery, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. I know what you mean, yeah. Yeah, no, that's a cool car. That's a really cool car. It is
0: it. a cool car, but it's good to see it out again. It is, yeah, yeah. And I like the fact it's still got the single cam engine in it because that car had a single cam RB30 in it. I mean, I know it's a drag car, but the road-going car. Yeah, it had a single cam RB30,
1: know? yeah, VG30, yeah. It would have been good if you kept the VG in it, persisted with it. But then same thing again. It's like you said, but they probably have more customers. Absolutely. With, RB um, customers, RVs that's it. You regions. go out, you run a number, your RB guys will be knocking on the door on Monday morning. Yeah. That's how it works. Yeah, Yeah, and the, I mean, those guys have been making huge horse of of RBs for... Yeah, for years. For a long, years, long time. a long time. They're almost pioneers in it, man, mm. you know. So good on them. Conversions have changed. They have. They have changed, you know. And it's it all depends how... But yep. also as well, you don't, back in,
0: like, back in the day, you kind of had to do an engine conversion to have a fast car. Well, there wasn't anything available that had no a good power plant in it. No, not really. The, not the, really. Anything, uh, and if it did, it was usually a heavy car. Actually, not, what cars did have a good power plant in them?
1: VLs were the only cars back then. That's yeah. why they
0: were so popular. Yeah, you're right. That was it. That was it. And like when I, you know, had my, first got my license, they were quite expensive. Yeah. I wanted one, I couldn't afford one. So people generally bought something cheaper and you had no imports, so that, that wasn't around. Mm. But nowadays, you don't really need to do an engine conversion.
1: No. For most people, and they can just drive it to work and yeah. they've got a quick car. Well, that's the thing. You go to a car yard, you pick up an FG and you can do your usual mods. Same thing again. It's yeah. hot rodding as, as such, but no conversion. You know, So you're buying your parts online, you fit them yourself or you take it to a shop and you fit them. You get the car tuned. You go out and you race it. You run a ten, and you drive it to work every day, and it does the job.
0: was oh, just coming here then. You got that Mazda dealer up the road there, mm. and there was a, there was a um, MPS, or the mm. I think the Yanks call them Mazda Threes, Mazda Speeds, or whatever. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. They're a pretty cool little car. Like they're a good engine. Yeah, great engine. Good little DI engine. Yep. They make good power, rod and piston in something like that, and a good decent turbo. I Man, the thing will make will fly. And the and the M- and the Mazda six version of the MPS yeah. was full drive, but now they don't even sell anything like no. that. No, they've got nothing. No. Well, hot hatches have sort of died. You know what's a really really? No, your Europeans are doing it well. Correct. Yeah. So you've got your your Volkswagens, your Renos, Audis,
0: Peugeots, all that. They've all got a,
1: like a hot hatch available. You know what's a cool cool quick little car in the hot hatch section um the volvo the s60 yeah yeah the t5s with yeah, that they T5 fly man they're, they're an unreal little package too and they're cheap they go cheap as well good to play with one of those but Re- yeah Renault have just released the the new Magan.
0: yeah it's got it's only a 1.8 liter 224 kilowatts that's unreal though yeah i mean that's di engine 300, as well, yeah, yeah 300 yeah. horsepower out of a small engine that's pretty good i guess we still still have those hot hatches and all, all of those european in australia do not hold their value so like if you're not in a rush to buy a car, you can buy a five-year-old European hot hatch,
1: cheap, cheap. Yeah, yeah really cheap. Yeah, you know, you're right. Well, that's why I think the S60s have gone so yeah. cheap because they don't last on the market too much. Because once their market their market time is over, they depreciate pretty oh, quickly. Shocking. Because there's no there's no want for
0: them. No, absolutely not. I'm always looking at. Uh, you love your hot hatches,
1: eh? I'm always looking for a good deal. <laughs> <laughs> I had one of my mates roll up today with his um, C63. I looked at that and I'm like, oh. Good price, nice car, yeah. all I'm,
0: done. I've chopped and changed cars quite a bit in the last six or seven years. I don't hang on to them. I'm sort of due for a new car at the moment, but I don't know if I'll go there. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: like your exes, though?
0: Eh? No, no, I'm not a, I'm not a Subaru person at all. Really? Nah. No. I, that Subaru I bought, I just wanted a, uh, I wanted a wagon, and I didn't really want a Commodore. Yeah, fair enough. But you're always posting your Subaru stuff.
1: I, put, I pictured you as a... No, I, I would
0: have bought an I would have bought an Evo if you could buy a wagon any day of the week over a Subaru. Look, I don't mind the sound of the Subaru.
1: They do sound nice though with the system on them. They sound nice.
0: Yeah, look, I, I, I don't dislike them, but yeah. um, like my my engine at the moment, I'm sort of at the point where if I screw a bit more into it, it probably like a, It probably will, at the very least it'll do a head gasket. Wow. But um, what do you do? Do you do you build an engine or? I know Mighty Car Mods do it, but I like the idea of putting a six cylinder in it. Because I've seen, I've had a look in the States, it's, it's not a great deal of work to get it in there. The Subaru six cylinder? 3.6 litre.
1: That's massive.
0: You think that'd go nice in that car?
1: Yeah.
0: All wheel drive? Yeah. Standard STL gearbox? Talk yeah. You know, maybe that's something I'd like to do. As a conversion. And it's not, I mean, I'm not saying it's, it's other people have done it, it doesn't mean you can't do it. Yeah, it's it. The other option is, you, you know, a four cylinder Subaru engine, they're pretty highly strung. Yeah. Like, I prefer to have something with a bit more torque,
1: and the EJ20 and 25s—they're they're almost like the the V V sixes, you know. Like mm. they're, they're an age-old engine, you yeah. know what I mean? They've just over time just been slightly, slightly
0: improved. It's amazing that they still sell an EJ25 <laughs> in a current Subaru. But yeah. Granted, have you ever have you driven an 86 at all, um, or an FA20? I had. I just got no. Character. Yeah. There's no boxer note at all. It just yeah. sounds like an inline. And that's my group. A lot of European cars, like Golfs, Renaults, oh. whatever, like my Renault, they sound like shit. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? they yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just. You never put your foot down and go, oh, cool. There's a few whistles, <laughs> a few pops.
1: None of no shit. no
0: that shit. Nah. This just leaves a lot to be designed nah. yeah, for. They all sound the same. You don't hear them and go, oh, that's a Renault engine. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Actually, you know what I did have on the dyno a couple of weeks back. Actually, it was a Friday night, and a mate of ours rolled up. He's got an M5, the V10 in it. Yeah, and it's got like yeah, wow. it's, it's got like a rear exhaust on yep. it, like rear mufflers and that. And that sounds unreal, like that thing. They didn't sell them for very long, did they? No, but they're they're unreal. Yeah, Look, yep. That's an unreal car engine and package and they're screaming. Now there's man. a conversion.
0: You've seen a few people shoehorn them into E30s and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, but see what's one of those things worth. Oh. I'd hate to know. I mean even in Europe they must be worth money because
1: the donor cars expensive. No, absolutely. You're still paying 30 40k for a net for the car. Yeah. I know those we we're talking about the the gearboxes in those things. They're a manual gearbox that's automatically driven. Yeah. Like it's got an automatic clutch yeah. in it. And apparently like one or two burnouts in those things and you're up for 10 grand for a clutch. Like they you know they they cost. One of those engines would be cool. Actually, you know what would be a cool... Actually, you know what? One engine I would love, love, love to play with is a Viper V10. Yeah. <laughs> Shoehorn on one of those in the Commodore and just put two I've never, big... I've never been in a Viper. I've never been in a Viper yeah. either, but... Don't they riff to, like, full green? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they've made, like, 2,000 <laughs> horse by then. <laughs> no, but you
0: hear, you hear them going down the track and they're just like... Uh, they're they just sound like this. they're just... They almost sound like they've got a CVT transmission just one year. Just, <laughs> just doing but nothing. Doesn't but even not, you don't even hear the engines, the revs go up. <laughs> no, I was, watching, I was watching. They're a strange car, aren't they? Yeah. They're like a, um, they remind me like a modern take on say an old Cobra. Correct, Shelby, yeah. Because they're just like. They do look a bit like. A
1: wild car. There was one not long ago um, that I was following a bit of a build on. Purple one from the States. I can't remember the company that done it. But this thing had like Big cube engine, because they stroke them and they build them and all that stuff. And um, had like a twin, twin 55s or something on it. Um, and the thing was making like 18 1,900 horse on, the, on, a, on a roller dyno. I mean, it's over there, States, whatever. But like unreal power. I think it was running like mid-sevens. A streetcar.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. A streetcar,
1: man. You know, like unreal. But that would be cool. You shoehorn one of those in a Commodore. Even standard, you know, they make... I remember what they make. They make like four, or five, hundred-horse yeah. NA, twin turbo, something like that, V10, big cube engine. I think are they? Eight liter something. Eight point four, I don't that. know if they were all eight point
0: fours or whether they
1: grew. I can't remember. I don't, I don't know, know if they grew, but I know they they got better. Yeah, they got better. They got better. I think cylinder head design was better and in intake manifolds yeah. and stuff like that. But they're a cool engine. And the, you know what? Every now and again, you have a you have a brain fart and you're like, oh, I'm going to buy one, and you jump online and there's guys selling them here. You know, oh, you can is. find an engine for, like, eight grand. Eight, nine grand, there was an engine in Queensland. Thought about it. I photographed one years ago. I used to do some work for um,
0: Chrysler, Action, and I photographed one in a charger. Oh, yeah. Viper engine, yeah. That's cool.
1: But see, same thing again. Like, you know, if, you,
0: if you've if you got a charger... and or, Of course, yeah. Or an old school... Like you said, just to buy the engine and, the, and a car now, it's a fair bit of money.
1: And it's 50 grand, dude. You know, and yeah. that's if you, if you find a nice... Yeah. <laughs> cheap one one car i
0: haven't driven <coughs> a friend's selling one is a 3000 gt or a gto a mix of issue yeah and now they're, they're effectively a magna engine correct with actually, twin twin turbos uh tdo4 turbos i think yeah on them but i've never i might i mean i might take his for a drive. maybe he's not asking that much money for it i've looked at the thought maybe i should just buy that i, I like buying cars what color it's silver i think because they're unreal in black
1: I remember a friend of mine in Perth when I was over there. His is the later
0: model one with the... Because you remember they kind of banned pop-up headlights and they had to all change. But the first one kind of looks like a Testarossa. Yeah. With that front And the wing and the the grills. Yeah, the later ones, they almost look like... I would say they look Americanized, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. But his is the later model (laughs) one. But I think, you know, normally they... If you buy a later model car, they fix the bugs, but usually they add shit. I know... I'm pretty sure in the... Later model ones, they took stuff out of the car, okay, because it was a bit over over engineered, and they probably want to bring the cost down. Nice car though, but yeah, nice car, but they're just a bit impractical. Like yeah, two door and not a lot of cabin space. No, a full drive. Yeah, yeah, but apparently they make awesome track cars. They would absolutely and compared they would. to the price of um, GDRs now. Absolutely, apparently they're pretty
1: pretty good on the track. You could probably find them as a as a track import only, cheap as well if you wanted a track yeah. car. And like the <coughs> Nissan, they've got four-wheel steer and some trick suspension going on. And mm, no, they're a nice car. They're wide. Good yeah. good wheelbase on them. Good wide wheelbase. Yeah. That handle unreal. Mostly for, being four-wheel drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they've got a cool dashboard
0: too. It was, yeah. I've got a uh, modern take on a 70-style, you know, Z-type dashboard. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, they are nice. Like, I've been in lots of cars, but you start thinking about it. There's plenty of cars I haven't been in.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm the same. Yeah. I mean, you've probably... S- had I a, had a chance to be in more cars, but I don't, you know, I, I get to see a little bit too. I've always, I always, always enjoy, I still reckon a good car, a value for money, I, I don't know if it's value for money, but I still reckon a, an FG G6e, it's a yeah. nice car, Yep. well made. The, they don't have a um, LSD, LSD, do they? Is that's the, the, only, that's, that's the, the only thing. Big deal. I mean, shit, what's one of those things worth to put in? But, but they drive nicer, wouldn't they? But they are, they're such a nice look. but they, they actually drive really nice, they're very comfortable. And then, you know, I do I do quite Is there anything a, I don't like about them? A lot of them have that awful
0: beige interior.
1: You call it awful, I don't mind it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's the uh, old no. man in me coming out, but... now nah, look, black like black on black. Yeah. Yeah, black trim and, and black with the nice... I mean, I, I reckon they're a nice car. They're, they're, they're well-made. I think a lot of the VF HSV, like if we're talking newer cars, VF HSV, like I do a few of those at Tunes and Cams and stuff they're like nice that. They're nice inside. They're beautiful. Yeah. They're they're actually well made. They drive nice. They're a nice looking car. You know, VF. I think Holden got right.
0: Oh, absolutely. If you take like a a VF HSV for a drive, and you think it's a real shame they're yeah. still making these. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely.
1: They are such a nice car. Yeah. In regards to the smaller cars, I don't I don't do a lot of them, so I don't really get a chance to throw them around a bit. You know. Actually, yeah. you know what? I did drive the other day. I had a, I had a customer bring in a, a car for a service. It was a F thirty BMW. So 2012, 328i. Yeah. It's got a little... Are they the twin-charge things? Four-cylinder? It's a four-cylinder. Could be twin-charged. I think it was only turboed. Only turboed. I think it was only turboed. DI. They're not a bad-looking car. Not a bad-looking car. This thing flew. Yeah. I'm like, whoa. I did did not expect that from that car. And it's not a light car either. Although a 3 Series is a 3 Series. But it wasn't a light car. And this thing's a four-cylinder, um, two-litre, unreal little package. And man, just compact, torquey. But all these late model four-cylinders, if people
0: haven't driven, take one for a drive. They'll, they'll make like maximum torque at sixteen hundred RPM. Yeah, they're unreal.
1: Yeah. Like the torque out of this thing, because it's DI, yeah. and and the way the turbo kicked in, it was it was it was effortless. It was just like man, this thing was just smooth and like wow. Well, and, and you know what? I haven't looked what they're worth, but I can't imagine they'd be dear. As a, as a daily driver, you know, they'd be a nice car. Leather, sunroof, usual appointments, you know, like it's a nice car. I mean, I've had, I know every car has problems, but the last year I've had, I've,
0: I have been told of so many people having issues with BMWs.
1: Oh, really? It's funny because i am not can say
0: that about any brand, though, I mean. Yeah. But, I don't know, it's funny how you get, uh, it goes in waves. Yeah. You just hear about it. Yeah. And these aren't by petrol heads. These are people just driving their cars yeah. to work and back. Yeah, I know what you mean. I bought, I bought, but I, I personally wonder in Australia, like especially in European cars, whether it's taking it back to the dealer. Yeah. But I think if you have sometimes you've got to take it to a specialist workshop, hmm. heavily experienced, where you haven't got an apprentice at yeah. a dealer working on the car, and they just overlook stuff.
1: Yeah. Well, that was that was my that was my dilemma. With I bought my my wife a a Merc recently, and they get you. You know, it's just like oh you got to bring it back in for, for servicing because, you know, we get more value on it on trading and, you know, you can't sell it because everyone looks at it and they don't see, they don't see, um you know, Mercedes servicing it and blah, blah, blah. And I thought, you know, we had like a capped price yeah. servicing. So I thought, I'll, I'll see I'll see how it goes, whatever. So I took it in. It, I got stung like 800 odd bucks yeah. for like the second service. And um, obviously the guy that was looking after it, you know, there was uh, behind the counter, didn't realise... I know half the stuff that, what they're doing, you know. And I said, oh, you know, what do you have to do to it? I was like, oh, we change this and change that. And we had to do this and we had to do that. And we had to change the brake fluid. I said, oh, when you change the brake fluid, I said, did you guys just suck it out and top it up or you actually fully bled it? Oh, no, 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 we fully bleed it. And I said, all right, okay, no worries. I said, so effectively, it's a minor service, right? Because you changed my oils. Mm-hmm. I don't think you even changed the air filter. You, changed, you put oil and oil filter in the car. A lot of them don't change your oil filter. Oh. They do it every second service. Yeah, God knows, anyway. Why would you do that? Uh, who knows? And they charge you 800 odd bucks, and that's capped price. I said, what's the regular price of this service? He's like, oh, 1,200 odd bucks. I'm like, mate, no wonder you want us to come back. Yeah. <laughs> that's where you make your money. Oh, yeah. That's where they make their money. They make the money on the servicing, not on selling the car. Not at all. Because their cars, I mean, you see a lot of it. You, know? you go into buying your car, they don't budge much. They're like, we, we sort of can't. That's our cost price. Fair enough, they probably can't because they cars, want you to come back for the service. New cars are cheap now. That's what, well, to a degree, they are, yeah. And um, I said, mate, stuff that, man. I said, if if I don't trade it in by the next service, I'm going to service it myself. Like, seriously, I'm not paying $800 for, for $50 oil in a thing. Mate, these guys are making a killing. So,
0: but then yeah, they've got you by the balls because you have to get them to service it in order to keep your warranty.
1: Well, it's not really the warranty. They said to me they look because I quizzed them when I originally bought the car I said you know can I service it myself yeah yeah but what it is is they give you the option of the buyback. so when it comes time to to move an up you can just literally drive in and there's more value Mm. in if they've serviced it they give you a set price that set price has already been determined when we bought the car and they say you know what we'll give you this much when you come in no questions asked you walk out with a new one that's it. It's just changeover, you know. As long as, you know, the thing's not smashed up and blah, blah, blah. There's all these little checks, right? But if it all checks out, you walk in and one of the things was we prefer that if it's been serviced by us. Yeah. Oh, no worries. Of course, because you've made a bloody profit on me on the on the servicing. So I'll see. I don't know. I thought I thought to myself, I'm not paying because the next one's like $1,500, man. Mm. you are freaking oils. They're not doing anything. I'm like, no, nah, stuff this, man. I'll... Um I'll do it myself. Logbook. Proflow
0: logbook service. <laughs> now, one engine we haven't touched on
1: are the Honda motors. Yes, VTEC, you know? yeah, And they're cracker. They're all right. But you know what's a cool little... And I was actually looking at one last night. You know what I'd love to do? An S2000. Honda S2000 with a barra. <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool. Because they've got this massively long yeah. front end. Like, they've got the... What are they? F... F20, F 20 F20A, F20C, or whatever I they are, think. C, whatever, yeah. And they're
0: tiny. They they handle like the kind of snap. They're not the most well-balanced car. Oh, like, they're not? No. Like if you drive something like, say, like a Mazda RX-8, mm-hmm. it's it's a, to me, it's a far more balanced car than something like... No, well, they're a cool car, mm-hmm. but like, there's like, a reason why a lot of people don't use them, say, in Time Attack. No, nah, I, wouldn't they'll, be, I they'll, don't. They'll, they'll use a Civic. Well,
1: Civic's a good car, though. Yeah. Civic's got a wide... Yeah. Wheelbase and they handle really well, but you're right with the bonnet, yeah. They look like they should have a, a bigger engine, they? yeah, because you open it up and it's all airbox and yeah. then you've got an engine down the back somewhere.
0: Some have you seen some of those crazy carbon airboxes that are as big as the engine, yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And they'll mount the turbo like east west in front of the engine, yes, so yeah. I've, and
1: I've seen one, I've seen one. I had, I had uh, like a customer or oh, another workshop that was buying some parts off me, he'd done one years ago. And you put, like, and they're putting big turbos on these things, you know. They're putting, like, S400 frame Borgies on them. And those things are compression to the shit outs too. They run, like, 12, 13 to one yeah. column. Yeah, they're banging turbos on them, E85, and dialing them up. And I think mean, you get plug-ins for them. And, like, it's unreal. Like, they're a cool car. There's
0: a channel in the States, a, cool, a YouTube channel called... uh the Booster Boys or Booster Boys? Have you ever mm. seen that? No, I haven't. They mainly do Honda stuff. Okay. But it's all hands-on, like... Engine conversions, hotting up. It's not just uh ferry floss. It's, yeah. you know, they make power of stuff and they go race it. And they, they've got a thing called a Honduru. So they've got a, say, 2003, 2004 STI. Yeah. Rip the Nugget boxer engine out and yeah. put in a, um, I think it's a 2.0. Over there, you can buy like a 2.4. I think it's, is it out of the Odyssey? It's a 2.4
1: litre VTEC. Yes. I guess it's like a Barra. As far as I know, they're cheap. Yeah, they are cheap. Because I think we've got them in the HRVs or yeah. the CRVs here. And they put the VTEC heads on top of them.
0: Yep, yep. So they've mounted that in the car, <laughs> um, and it sits because you've got to think about how a, a Subaru engine sits all the way forward because mm. you've only got two cylinders on each side. Mm. So you put a four-cylinder inline. Mm. The engine, it's like it almost looks like there's a foot between the back of the motor and oh, the yeah. firewall. It, lo- oh. it looks strange. Yeah, they've got an eBay. They've just put a dodgy sort of manifold with a four hundred dollar eBay turbo on it. Yeah, took it to the to the racetrack. Eleven three to one hundred twenty five. That's killer. You know how much work you got to do to a Subaru to run 125? <laughs> <laughs>
1: but see, that's funny
0: because... It just sounds funny because the guy's like banging. It's got that Honda limiter sound. Yeah, 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 But it's
1: all-wheel drive, you know. Yeah, yeah. Squatting. But see, I remember the, the last time I raced at Calder, in the in the staging lanes, there was a car just up ahead or just behind. And I thought, well, wow, that's pretty cool. It was an S... And this guy's obviously local. S13, S13 Sylvia yeah. with one of those... TNT Garage, yeah. Yeah, it's a TNT's car, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. There you go, and that's got the... the that's the two, two liter. The, the 2 litre. The 2 litre, I think it's yeah. the the newer... I always get mixed up with the engine codes. Well, if maybe K, K24. Sorry, K, you're right. It was a K24.
0: K, K20, yes. I think it's a K20, that one. K20, there you go, yeah. That made, I don't know if it's built or not now, but it was um standard, so high comp, mm-hmm. they're like 11 to 1, mm-hmm. turbocharged like 8 or 9 pounds of boost, mm-hmm. and it made like 280
1: kilowatts. That's good, man. With the wheels. That's unreal. But it how it put up with it, And it will, though. Yeah. If you tune them right, that's the beauty of the VTEC. If you tune it right, it it can hold. The the comp's not the issue.
2: Because
1: I remember, because that's another thing, too. Like, because I had the Swifts back in the day, we are following the the front-wheel drive guys in the States. And back then, pretty much the pioneer of front-wheel drive racing was Stephen Papadakis. And he had... He had the Civics, yeah. right? And he had the early CRXs and, and the yeah. earliest Civics, right? And he was shoehorning H22s out of the Prelude. Yeah, in it, you're right. right? Yeah. And, but same thing again. Those guys pioneered high comp turbo engines, right? And they were running 13, 14, yeah. 15 yeah. to 1 comp and banging 40, 50 pounds of boost in these things. And that's back then. A C16, yeah. there was no E85, probably methanol. They really pushed the front-wheel drive stuff back then, they were going fast, man. Mm. And that's the thing. You could buy... And it, even today, you can still buy the, you know, the billet mounts to put yeah. a H22 into a CRX or, a, or an yeah. EG or EK Civic. You can do that. That's that's a cool conversion too. The first time I went to the States was 2000, 2003, and I went to
0: a sport compact meet at English Town, and I remember seeing a Civic standing on the start line, like right on, on the start line, and it banged out hundred and. 82 mile an hour. Whoa. And I was just like, was back 15 years ago, and I was just wow. like, Wow. What the? <laughs> wow. For the front wheel drive, you know, it's just amazing. Yeah, it is amazing. And, and I, I interviewed Papadakis. Oh, did you? At that event, yeah. yeah. Really nice guy. He's a nice guy, yeah, yeah. yeah. He does yeah. the drifting now. Oh, does he? Yeah. Because he was in Pro Cars a bit, he went to T- Pro Cars. Toyota. He's okay. got a
1: Toyota real drive Corolla, I think it is. Okay. Or well, his team, I don't think he drives it. Because he moved to Pro Cars, he put the... He was doing the Hondas in a, in a rear-wheel drive format as a pro car in Sport Compact back then. That's right, yeah. yeah. Because mm. uh, one of the videos that I've got of an Alloy Tech, Tom uh, Hartford, what was his name? Matt Hartford. Matt Hartford. Yeah. Um, it was a side-by-side six-second pass with yeah. him and Papadakis, yeah. He had
0: a Celica back then. But He races pro stock, doesn't he? matt hartford does yeah yeah. yeah so yeah, he he was does. he's a pro stock racer yeah yeah one, one engine that's popular at jamboree there was a dragster and i walked up to it and it had a compound turbo mm-hmm. so it was hard i glanced at it you couldn't see the rocker cover much because it was mm-hmm. sort of covered in pipes mm-hmm. and i briefly said to the bloke oh is that an ecotech and he goes oh you spotted it not many people do because you couldn't see see a whole lot mm-hmm. and he and i said they, these used to be huge in the states They're, oh the four-cylinder four ecotech. ecotech yep And he goes, yeah, this is one of those engines. Yeah. We got this built from the US and strange sounding with the compound turbo. It was hard to describe. Like normally on on an engine, you you either hear the intake spool or the exhaust. You don't usually, this you could hear both at once. Okay. Stationary. Yeah. So it was like when it was doing a burnout. Because normally when a car does a burnout, right, you only hear the exhaust. And the engine revving, you don't really hear the intake Intake, side of it. You hear the intake side of it, say, when a car's on a trans brake. Yep. So, you could hear that while it was doing a burn. It's hard to describe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think yeah. I know what you mean, yeah. I can't remember what it ran. I think it was in the sevens. But
1: that's cool. They you were know, popular too like back then. They but were they, they were up against the Hondas. They were. They were up against the Hondas back then. That's but what they were doing. You could
0: buy a 1,000 horsepower engine package from GM. Yeah. Could you imagine just flicking. I know I had a catalogue. You could just check yeah. what you wanted. Could yeah. you imagine going to Holden and saying, just give me a <laughs> 1,000 horsepower LS? <laughs> <laughs>
1: not even an LS. It's a four cylinder you're talking four about. Four cylinder, yeah. Yeah. Me a Camaro engine, yeah. No, nah, so, so speaking like... of Camaras, I had uh, <laughs> speaking of I don't yeah, want to well, speak about
0: <laughs> <it>. <laughs> years ago. We had a CE chassis Mirage, so it's like a 90 96 Mitsubishi mm-hmm. Mirage. And we mm-hmm. put we bought a half cup mm-hmm. Evo 7 or Evo 8 half cut that's a good conversion, yeah. 4G 63. Yeah, we we're going to race it, so we put a funny car roll cage in it. I think it was lightweight, had traction bars, everything cool. Cut the guards to put some big tires on it, and we put a. It was all dummyed up. The car never finished, never finished. But we knew to go fast, you have to have an auto. Back mm, then, mm. no one. We we knew the car would be boring mm-hmm. to watch, but mm-hmm. if you want to go fast in a front-wheel drive, you need an auto. Consistently, you have to have an auto. You have to, yeah, So we got a GM Camaro gearbox, mm-hmm. which some people may or may not know. They're an inline gearbox. So think of it like it's effectively a Turbo Three Hundred and Fifty mm. with a chain drive. Okay. yeah, Yeah. Yeah. To, so the engine, so effectively, you've got two very short drive shafts. You don't have one long one, okay. like most frontal drive gearboxes, because they sit at one end. Yeah. So the gears sit behind the engine. The gearbox actually sits behind the engine, like a north-south gearbox, but it's yeah. just mounted behind the engine oh, wow. with a chain.
1: Okay.
0: So you had a three-quarter inch chain, two short shafts, and in theory, we never built the box, but in theory, you should have been able to put you know, Turbo parts, 350, turbo stuff, 350 in. stuff in it, so it should have been pretty strong. That would have been cool. And I still haven't seen to this day anyone use that gearbox here.
1: Probably because of front drive stuff, man. No yeah. one cares. No one You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me wrong, man. The front drive stuff's cool. Like, you got to appreciate. I mean, we're all in it together, yeah? Just because it's not an LS or it's not a barrel doesn't make it not cool. Do you know what I mean? you got to appreciate engineering for what it is. It doesn't matter what it is. Like, we all have different tastes. What I like to eat every day and what you like to eat every day is totally different. But at the end of the day, both have to
0: eat. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm the same. I mean, if I, if I can see someone spend a lot of time and their car's fast... Hmm.
1: You gotta no, appreciate not. it, yeah. man. There's appreciation right there. But this the problem is, we you know you got too many people that are stuck in this. I don't know. Uh, you know, oh, if it's not LS, it's it's rubbish. You know, it's just like oh, stuff your Fords or stuff this or stuff that. No, nah, that's crap, mate. You can't all be the same. No, and that's why look. To be honest,
0: a lot of the guys with Barras get a bad name. Yeah, and that's why there's so many memes on the on the internet. Oh, yeah. tune and make a thousand horsepower.
1: Exactly, because it's
0: like. Yes, they are good bang for buck, but some of us like cars that aren't barrows that are nimble. Yeah, they go around corners. I'm sorry, a Falcon doesn't do that.
1: (laughs) God knows, God knows how many of those comments I got on the videos you used to do in my car. I remember I went for a ride in a Barra,
0: and you know, it's because they make good talk, right? Mm. But because it's such a broad. Talk band, you kind of don't get like one thing. If you've got a laggy four cylinder, it, it can actually feel fast because it's laggy and it comes on and it comes on yeah. in, a, in a rush, right? Yeah, yeah. But I went for a ride, this is a long time ago. I went for a ride in a Baron, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's you know, it gets up to speed pretty quick, but not ultra fast. So I said, oh, what's done to this? And the, and the person said, oh, that's got this has got 320 at the wheels, I'm like 320. I would have said it had 200. <laughs> Even though you know it is going along quick because it's talky, but there's no rush. There's you know no rush because I mean? the car weighs the so car much. The car weighs so much yeah. and you've got an auto behind it. It's got a really broad torque band. Yeah. But I mean that's why they're good to drive.
1: Yeah, correct. Good for overtaking. Yeah, yeah, of course. But that's the thing, there's no rush. When you when you're closer to the when you're closer to the ground and you are in something a, l- a bit smaller and I think we talked about it. Yeah. You know, back talking about my Swift days, you know, it's just it feels faster. Because there's more, there's more of an experience. They're usually noisier too, aren't they? Smaller cars. Yeah, bad. <laughs> you hear all the rocks hitting everything. And but same thing again. I just, I, 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 I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm due for a new car. When I say new car, I'm looking for another daily. Yeah. You know what? I'm
0: surprised people haven't done. I've seen a few people do it in Queensland. Not so much here. Is have an all-wheel drive Falcon, B A B F F G. Yeah. There's a few floating around Queensland.
1: What well, have been done? Yeah. Really? These
0: are territory parts and some oh, yeah. other territory, bits. Oh, yeah, that's true. The territory parts would work. Yeah, Oh, yeah, they'd be pretty yeah. cool. because you wouldn't be adding, you've already got a heavy car, right? Yeah. It's a capable engine, so a bit more weight. I mean, jeez, look at stuff. He's territory. Exactly. But you've got something that's much lower to the ground. Yeah. More streamlined. It should cut through the air a lot better. Yeah, true. Has he cracked the nine yet? Oh, yeah, yeah. He's gone nine... Okay.
1: Six or nine, seven. Oh, wow, okay. Like 145. Wow. I've actually been looking, actually a lot. I've actually been looking at a turbo territory as a daily. Yeah, but just for towing yes, and. But for towing and everything. Towing know. and family stuff. I'm just yeah. looking at No, No, not, you know, you do the usual they stuff. They didn't make that many of them, though, did nah, they didn't. No, no. Well, I mean, the F6Xs are nice. Yeah. You know, because they come as a seven seater. Yeah. And you know what it's like. You've got two, two baby seats in the back nowadays. I yeah. know. Oh, it takes a You know, a like how, car. How, much, how many more people can you fit in the car? Mm. You know, you want to you wanna take the family out. Oh, sorry, you've got to take your own car. We've got a little tribe going on here. <laughs> but if you've got a seven seater, you can throw someone in the back or whatever, you know. It's a little bit more practical. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't realise
0: until a while ago how few they actually sold. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of them. Because by that. the time... remember a lot of people asked for it. And then by the time Ford released it, it had almost gotten past... The car was old. Mm. Well, not old, I shouldn't say that. But they didn't get
1: onto it early because they yeah. didn't release the turbo model when the Territory came out. No. They, they had the... Because a lot of the the BA version of the Territory... Yeah which was your first Series S-Y, I think it was, never came turboed. And that yeah. was, you know, that was the ones with the BTR 4-speed. But when the BF version came out, they brought out the turbo with the ZF, because all the turboed yeah. territories are ZF'd as well. So I, so I
0: thought, why couldn't you, why hasn't someone, well, done like a normal drive Barra in like, you know, X, XDXE? That'd be cool.
1: Because you can put a big tire, rear wheel drive, and you'll go just it'll as go quick. Far. It's going to go guys, far. Like A
0: lot of these guys are getting to the point now where they can't—they can't hook up. How, um, not, how? Not even so much that. It's just something different. Yeah. Well, goes back to that VR we're talking yeah. about with the GDR yeah. driveline. I know the pro- the problem with the territory is the transfer system. It obviously, was never designed as a performance mm. side. But
1: geez, CNC machines now, mate—you can, <laughs> 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 can make anything. It's actually funny because. I saw one because I've been looking for them. I saw a hot it up one recently, and the guy had converted it to rear wheel drive only. Yeah, I don't know if that's a, a common thing. Okay, he converted it to rear wheel drive. Like I think he just pissed the front the, the front section off, and he'd put some power through it. You know, it had a had a heap of stuff done to it. Yeah, who knows if the transfer case has been giving him grief or maybe front diffs issues. Who knows? His stuff is still four wheel drive. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. There you go. So now oh, look, this the variety is still there. There's heaps you can do. you just, you've got to have the um, imagination, I guess. And how f- how long's a piece of string? Yeah, I know. Do you know what I mean? Like, like you said, full drive Falcon. Why hasn't anyone done it?
0: Yeah, I'm surprised someone hasn't done it. Hmm. Maybe um, we should do it. We should.
1: <laughs> hey, maybe. <laughs> got me thinking now. <laughs> oh, look, man, there's heaps we can do. It all depends on um, how far you want to go. Can't be going out racing, you know
0: speaking of racing there's not a whole lot going on in melbourne is there
1: street scenes died off massive um, do you think that's i think weather's coincided
0: with well there hasn't been much going on on like uh, track either like the track either
1: yeah i think the weather's going to start getting better now and tracks will open up a few more events
0: You'll... yeah my brother went up to swan hill a few weeks ago yeah he enjoyed it it's a, it's a long day would be no so, like i think he said he left at 5 you know by the time you race all day and then you might have dinner and then drive home. I think he he didn't get home until I don't know, maybe 11,
1: But you know what? That's no different to us going to Heathcote on this side of town.
0: Yeah. And you know what I said to him? Well, that's a lot less driving than going to Sydney. Yeah, true. I don't I don't mind driving. I never I don't I don't I mind driving probably.
1: either. I mean, you've seen my trailer I'm building for, for my cars, yeah. you know, like that's why I need a car that can tow because at the end of the day Put the car in the trailer and drive. Who cares how long it takes? Make it make a day of it, weekend of it, whatever. Have some fun, and I mean that's the whole joys of racing. Yeah, like you sit in the garage and you build a car, um, and you know you enjoy those times with your mates or on your own, whatever you know. And it's a, going out racing is the same thing. You know, it's going out and having a bit of a chat. Yeah, and spending some time with mates. Yeah, some
0: people complain how far the tracks are, right? And I think how much time have you spent in the shed mm. working on this? Not a in the shed not working on it (laughs) (laughs) but how much time have you spent getting to that point and then you're worried about a few hours behind the wheel like really
1: yeah true yeah true
0: and it's if 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 that is so off-putting why on earth are you building a race car yeah true like i see so many people they'll start this full-on drag build i don't mean a street car a drag build and they not once ever go to the track Mm. and i'll say to them do you really want to what are you doing this for Mm. If you're not going to the track to watch why why would you build a drag car Mm. makes no sense to me because it's like you obviously don't actually like going to the drag
1: so why are you building a drag car yeah that doesn't make sense i mean the beauty of the drag car is you're not limited to what you can and can't do to a car yeah so you know some people go do a drag build just so they can you know put on the dyno and say you know that's what it's done because there's been no limitations with what I can and can't do to it, you know. I don't have to have a full exhaust on it. I don't have to have this. I don't have to have that.
0: Anyway, I think we've been rabbiting on long enough. George.
1: I think so. I think it's it a good little chat we've had today.
0: I think it's time to wrap up and bring in some metal. Bring in some metal. <laughs>
1: <laughs> see you, ya,
0: All right. I think until then, we'll see you next episode. See you, guys. Cheers.